work. Wanna see what I see, better go and put in work. Wanna get what I get, better go and put in work. Hey there, you're listening to Working While Black, a real dialogue about being black women in the workplace. Stay tuned. Hey there, this is Brandy. And Ronay. And welcome back to Working Wild Black. Blizzack. Today we're going to be talking about being aloof and code switching. And just like before, we think it's important to start off with, you know, why? Like, why is this even a topic? Yeah, yeah. So this topic came to us. Um, I think it's one that's more personally <laughs> towards me. <laughs> Definitely. Um, when we sat in a meeting um, and kind of got our labels. Uh, I think Brandy and Shelly were probably given like the, the tough, tough cookie, like the tough mm-hmm. cookie. You can't bite that chocolate chip. <laughs> um, and as our supervisor described everybody, she kind of got to me and she didn't call me aloof, but the definition was someone right. who was just real cool and quiet and just non-threatening yeah um and when we got back to the desk i think we were just kind of like yo did she just yeah call me definitely taking her back (laughs) in my mind i was taking a hard loaf of bread (laughs) like she just really went there um and um it made me think about you know what aloof really even is i'll be really honest Mm -hmm. when shelly even said she called you aloof i Mm -hmm. look this up what is Mm -hmm. she what is what did she call me Mm -hmm. um and i think when I looked up the definition, it was just opposite of what I actually am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up the definition in on in dictionary.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a not friendly or forthcoming, cool and distant. Um, and I could see that maybe in my work um, persona or personality mm-hmm. because I am one who um, may be distant when conflict arises mm-hmm. um and I then tried to look up even like the history of like where that word comes from mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny that in that I found that aloof uh, the word came from sailors wanting to avoid hazard mm-hmm. so they would say <laughs> aloof loud and that and, and the crew would know to to sway the ship whichever way mm-hmm. to avoid hazard that was ahead. Okay. Um and I do that. Like mm-hmm. I I'm not one who's combative. I'm not one um who's gonna light the fire. I mm-hmm. hope you put it out and maybe mm-hmm. you know do a little bonfire dance <laughs> once it's burning. But um you know it it, it the word built it, it kind of grew and had a negative connotation that came along with it which it, it turned into someone into someone who might be cold or snobbish mm-hmm. due to their distance. Um but looking back at the fact that it's really it really just started as just avoiding hazard. Mm-hmm. I am avoiding mm-hmm. hazard in the workplace. Um, so that's really crazy. Um, I think what leads to that um, is being, or what led to that mm-hmm. for me, I could speak, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably comes from the fact that even as a young professional in my field, um, fresh out of college, um, I learned that 
your voice isn't always valued in settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sat in meetings where maybe I would say something, um, and though I was freshly in this professional role, kind of like a full-time person, um, I've been in this field since I was 16. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I didn't start out at, like, um maybe like a fast food job or something like that. Like a lot of my friends, I was blessed enough to kind of jump right into the youth development field that Mm -hmm. I'm in now um, since I was 16. So I felt like I spoke from a place of expertise. Mm -hmm. Though in years, um, there are some counterparts who may have been way ahead of me. Um, And I just learned that when I said certain things, it wasn't taken serious. Um, my opinions weren't always valued because it was like, oh, you know, you're new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was even crazier that when there was someone who was a, a peer, so to say, um, with a, like a coworker range, probably like the same age, but maybe a white counterpart, um, that when they said something and they weren't, at, no, I'm not even going to say weren't as combative because sometimes they could be combative. <laughs> and it would just be taken more serious. Like, literally, okay. I sat and said something and someone rephrased that and said the exact same thing. Um, and so it, it, I became a person that just kind of sat back and observed. Um, I watched how folks um, accepted certain comments from people. I watched how folks um, would back certain projects based off of who said it and mm-hmm. when they said mm-hmm. it. Um, and maybe that made me seem distant mm-hmm. um, because it was it's a total opposite of my personality. Okay. And I'm sure our listeners, even just from like the jokes and mm-hmm. the um, approach to things that I have, can tell, hopefully y'all can tell, <laughs> um, I have a very big personality. Right. I'm a big bubbly person. I'm a mm-hmm. big people person Mm -hmm. and so when you have a people person who in the workplace is not the people Mm -hmm. person um then you seem like you don't care I get that I think there's a difference though sometimes between being a people person Mm -hmm. and a person that will be like quick to bring attention or you know kind of advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. or others and I think that because a lot of times when you're a people person, um, you are conscientious of relationships and keeping the mm. peace and things of that nature. So while I agree that there's definitely like that, like your personality is just so huge, um, there's also that warmness to it um, that kind of may lead you and maybe even, you know, many of our listeners to say, okay, um, I understand that, you know, something may may not be right or I feel uncomfortable about something that's going on, but my approach to it is way different than perhaps Mm -hmm. the person sitting next to me because I want to get my point out, but still, you know, be Mm conflict-free, you know, maintain those relationships. And for me, as the person who, you know, is labeled as, the, the tough, tough cookie, yeah, you know, for us, it's kind of like, first and foremost, whenever we are speaking on what we deem to be injustices or um, offering some pushback to our idea, even when it's evidence-based, we're negatively, like, automatically associated with, like, all these negative stereotypes. And I heard you, you know, mention even earlier the use of the term combative. Mm-hmm. If I advocate a certain way, I'm combative mm-hmm. or I'm that angry black woman. And, you know, to me, like, even in, in doing this show, just seeing how prevalent of a theme those stereotypes are. Mm-hmm. But then the flip side of that is, you know, if I'm a tough cookie, 
it's almost like, man, now I got to be intentional about trying not to be those things so that I'm not labeled as a tough cookie and so that you can hear my point as well. Mm -hmm. And then the crazy thing is, all the while I'm sitting maybe next to a person who was a tough cookie thinking, I mean, uh, a person who's been labeled aloof thinking, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is wrong. Why? Why yeah, you not saying that? Why you not? Team? Right? Like, whose side are you on? Or like, the crazy thing is, it's like we might have just had a conversation about a topic, and where I know that my aloof counterpart feels that way, mm-hmm. but when we get in this meeting, she don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like thinking about, you know, if you're that tough cookie out there, how are you perceiving those counterparts who are aloof? And for me. I think, you know, even in the case of just, you know, you and I, Ronnie, would help me um, not want to make you like an outcast member of like my work family is because I knew you personally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so us having a personal relationship, um, I was able to say, okay, I know Ronnie is down for the cause. She has a different approach. Mm -hmm. But that may not be the case all the time for listeners in the workplace. It may not be the case that somebody else is going to see them like, you know, as a whole person and how their whole personality fits into how they um, approach conflict, how their prior work experiences might, you know, impact how they approach conflict. Because I could just say even from one setting to another setting, um, there are things in my new work setting that I'm still trying to she said new work (laughs) you know I want to go you know we can talk about that's another show Uh, but just you know I find myself being more conscientious about not wanting to be that tough cookie and then later I'm like mad at myself because I didn't say so right because Mm -hmm. I'm fighting this struggle of you know is aloof better you know, so I thought it was interesting just in terms of another conversation we had, like ultimately as a person who's aloof, you almost need a tough cookie. As an ally, like yeah. as your homie. Like we got to be on some Ebony and Avery, yeah. Batman and Robin yeah. opposites together. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy that you say that uh, because I think about the opposite of if you don't have, the, if the tough cookie is not your ally mm-hmm. and a tough cookie ends up being against you, yeah. um, how difficult that is. And I speak from experience mm-hmm. um, because around that same time when I had just joined um, I had just got my first full-time mm-hmm. role in this position. I was on a team that was all uh, shea butter and black <laughs> soap, yes. natural hair, HBCU-educated <laughs> black women. Um, and it was a strength thing. Um, it was a huge strength and a huge black girl magic team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at that team and I look at like us mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. It was totally opposite. Okay. Um, we had a situation where we had a new project that was presented to us. Um, and to be very frank, some of the things that they were re- uh, saying we should do with some of our um, clients of mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. or our brown and black uh, babies. Mm-hmm. Um, could come off as uh, a little disrespectful, mm-hmm. um, a little insensitive. Okay. Um, and their approach to letting them know that mm-hmm. it was insensitive was letting them know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they chewed this white girl out who was leading, who was simply the messenger of mm-hmm. the project, um, to the point where she cried. Mm-hmm. You know, last time we talked about 
white girl tears and oh, what that yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> but I sat in that room and I wanted to cry for her because it was almost as if they were chewing her out as if she had created it. And mm-hmm. and their their um uh uproar came from a, a just place. Mm-hmm. Like it was very insensitive, okay. but it was all about the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um and we took a walk to I was working in DC at the mm-hmm. time, so we took a walk to um 7-Eleven, because mm-hmm. they're on every corner in D.C. Um, mm-hmm. And when we were walking, I was I kind of brought up, like, dang, you know, y'all were a little hard mm-hmm. on, let's give her a name. Um, let's call her Karen. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were hard on for KK, um, on Karen. Um, and I could tell that, you know, they were just kind of like, well, how dare you not be hard mm-hmm. on Karen? Like, what you mean we were hard? Like, mm-hmm. she needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, did she really need that work at that moment? Because it, she was just giving you guys what was given mm-hmm. to her. Um, and to make the matter worse, at that time, I was being um, considered for a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another co-worker who was in the whole sister girl group who mm-hmm. was also like the leader of that like I'm gonna be a tough mm-hmm. cookie you gonna get this work and I got the position mm-hmm. um and solely from me getting the position they like shut me out of that whole black girl yeah magic. because you got rewarded for being aloof yeah. and as a tough cookie it's kind of like man I see something I speak on it and my punishment is I get passed over. Mm-hmm. And just like your whole conversation, everything you're saying now makes me think of like, you know, a couple of things. First and foremost, we live in an era that is, you know, celebrating women, you know, celebrating, you know, our voice, mm-hmm. sis, know your worth. You know what I mean? Black girl magic. Black girl magic. And it's like, I'm, I'm down for it all. But when I take that into the workplace, oh, I get passed over mm-hmm. or I get, you know, negatively labeled so it's kind of like you know it's okay to be black girl magic like apologetically dope like yeah my shirt today unapologetically like that's you know a part of who I am but you know when I come into the workplace I got to turn some of my dopeness down Mm -hmm. which takes me to another you know thought of like is my message intimidating or are you intimidated by who I am? Like, do I have to turn it off to make you happy? Do I need to turn it down to make you comfortable? Is so that like a code switch? To, so it brings me into, right, the larger question of code switching mm-hmm. and how does code switching play into the larger construct of black women being, you know, labeled aloof or not? Like, is code switching necessary? Are we... Is it appropriate? Or if you do it, are you selling out? Are you not? You know what I mean? Because to be quite honest, I was raised to, you know, be an advocate, Mm -hmm. be a voice. You know what I mean? Speak up for, you know, the unjust. I think about even, you know, my professional, like, you know, affiliations and things of that nature. The mission of organizations that I'm a part of. It is a part of who I am. But in the workplace, it's not rewarded. So, you know, is it better to be to be a code switcher? Is you know, how you feel about that? Um I think it is. Um and I think you have to understand how and when to code switch. Mm-hmm. Um I think the unapolog- unapologetically dopeness mm-hmm. that you have, I will also have in a group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I or I know to deliver something as a joke, mm-hmm. um, so that it's taken a little bit softer. Um, Why we gotta do that though? 
And I think that's the part right there that I, I bothers me. I think it's me. like, why do we... Because it's not funny. Because other folks don't have to. Um, I, white, folk, white folks don't they have, don't have to. to. They don't have to. They're going to say it. They're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. They're going to turn red, so you're going to see it. Um, and can we say right quick for our listeners who may not be, especially for our allies that may be listening and they may not quite understand what this concept of code switching is, I do think we got to okay. say what that is. Okay. Code switch is is when you turn on and off yeah. um, the way that you deliver, speak, yes. act, yes. Um, based off of who you're around. Yep. Um, so you're going to uh, talk. You might mm-hmm. uh, have some Ebonics yes. in there, um, <laughs> some Southern drawl mm-hmm. in there. Um, you might talk about certain things. You might throw a little couple of Cardi B O'Crips mm-hmm. in there. Um, <laughs> when you're talking to black folks. Yep. Um, but then when you're talking to Jake from State Farm. Um, I just scream. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put on your voice. Um, yes. You're going to make jokes that, <laughs> that, Jake, that Jake will get about his khakis. Yes. Um, you will have a different approach to things. Yeah. People joke that when I turn mine on, your uh, voice my voice changes. Yeah. My my roommate used to say my mouth goes to the side of my face like Angelica uh, Pickles mom. It does. Um, Jonathan. <laughs> um, so it, that's that's your that's your code switch. Yeah. Like um, you know who to talk to and when yep. to do it. It's a time and a place. It's time and place. It's and I think and you know we. Was, I'm thinking about this article you shared with me last week about always having to be the right kind of white girl and black girl in the workplace mm-hmm. that we code switch not even with our just with our conversation but like in the way we present ourselves so you know having to straighten your natural hair out so that you are not automatically like labeled as oh she must be you know that combative mm-hmm. you know again making other people comfortable or you know I'm going to fit in with the crowd, so I'm going to wear these Birkenstocks, or I'm going to wear, you know what I mean, as opposed to I really just want to come to work on Friday and, you know, my Jordans or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, um, so that I'm accepted in the workplace. So don't get it twisted. We definitely co-switch with more than just our conversations. But, you know, thank God, I guess, for technology that has provided us with an outlet, like even in that moment, to be who we are in a more private setting because there's a group chat I I guarantee you for every like workplace family, there's a group chat for like sure. where we really you know let it be known and are are can be our authentic selves. But it's crazy because we can't be that at work. And, and I guess the conversation, which I'm the question, and I'm not you know proclaiming to have all the answers, is should it be that way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're talking about time and place, should we turn have to turn off who we are at work? Is that appropriate when other people aren't necessarily? Um, doing that and you know just so we can be perceived as non-threatening and the crazy part is code switching is not something new to like the black community it's essential to our survival but here it is 2019 and i'm still having to give you the surface level version of me Mm -hmm. to like be able to still come to work and get paid and pay the bills and you know that's i don't know i guess i just find somewhat of a discomfort in not I, I guess it's just the fine line of I want to be me, but respecter of time and place. All right, I I kind of get it, but I and then it. I wonder if that's the tough cookie in you, Perhaps. because <laughs> on the other end, I feel like you know 
we code switch in every walk of our okay. life. You know, mm-hmm. you code switch how I talk to you. Mm-hmm. I will turn that off when it's time to go talk to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. When no I'm in a <laughs> religious setting, yeah. you know, the pastor not going to get the Rane that y'all got on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and there, that in a sense, that is a, a sense it of code switch. Like throughout mm-hmm. life, we do have to code mm-hmm. switch. Um, I think sometimes we want to be as comfortable at work, especially mm-hmm. when you you like what you do. Yeah. Um, when you're in a career and not a, not just mm-hmm. a job, a day to day job, when you um, are, and I think we we both do work that um, is fulfilling mm-hmm. in the work that we do, and mm-hmm. it's outside of the paycheck. It's right. who we service. Yep. You want to be comfortable. Yeah. You want to be you. You want to give your clients who you are, mm-hmm. your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like because I coast, we coast switch throughout mm-hmm. life, then it's, that's just a part of what part of. we have to do. Um, and maybe, again, that's the the seeing hazards ahead. <laughs> if I'm fully me, um, how does that backfire? Um, how does that... How... How does that work for me and how serious mm-hmm. higher-ups take me? Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't need them to know that Ronnie can do the Cardi B right, right, right. Uh, tongue roll. Um, I think even like as a younger me, um, I, I went to camp. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to go to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to tell the white kids that my name was uh, Rooney. Mm-hmm. Cause they could never get Ron, Ron A. For Ron. That's so easy. They could not get Ron A. That's wild. They were, so I, I was Rooney, um, and that voice would come on. And around that time, the two the the song a two step. Yeah. So they knew that my black ass knew the how to do. T- <clears throat> Rooney, but can you show us how to I do just this? Died. And. I would show them how to do that dance. Um, and no. in me, it was just like, why am I shucking and jabbing for y'all asses? Yes. But <laughs> I was like, a two-step? Oh, let's <laughs> really show you. Two-step there were adults who were there who were like, and, and when I say that I was at camp, like mm-hmm. I was the only black, I was part mm-hmm. of the only black group that attended this camp. Mm-hmm. So they all knew what uh, mm-hmm. y'all asses could dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that to say I would, I cold switch mm-hmm. in that setting at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I knew how to cold switch and knew how to show their show this white group mm-hmm. this little dance. Um, Rooney, I cold switched to the point that I changed my name so wow. that it was more comfortable for you. So that that's you can pronounce okay. it, and, and it's like not, not okay. it's not, it's not, and it's not. As an adult, I feel like it's not. Mm-hmm. When I think about my child, you, you, this is my name. You're going to this say is my what name. I'm thinking as a parent. I've definitely been that person to say, no, this is the name mm-hmm. I chose for you. This is your name, mm-hmm. and you make sure they know how to say it correctly. But then I don't know if that come if if it was pre- like my mom would say that. Like mm-hmm. my mom is the mom who I love. The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid would color my Little Mermaid backpack mm-hmm. brown because girl is black is black mermaids mm-hmm. out here too. Mermaid's not real, Deborah. But but talk. But even in that right there, the fact that as black women we are so underrepresented and we gotta like struggle to be like we gotta color our mermaids brown mm. in order for there to be brown mermaids. And now I come to work and I'm still like going along to get along to make you happy. I'm still kind of being Rooney mm-hmm. because you can't. You don't feel the need to say my damn name, like. Come on, yeah. but you but you have no problem approaching me to like shuck and jab and two step for you, and you know I can do it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can do it. Watch me do this, you know what I mean? So I think perhaps that is that tough cookie in me that mm-hmm. just I walk that line. 
I think there's so much to be said about the being a respecter of a person or a position because thinking about, you know, if our higher up is an African-American as opposed to a white person, would I code switch in those situations? You know what I mean? So I I definitely still feel like we need to be respectful to a certain extent of the workplace. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also believe that when there are injustices, I want to be able to advocate, especially if, you know, those are things that are impacting me. Mm -hmm. And even when they are impacting the person sitting next to me, I want to be able to like, intelligently communicate why that's some bullshit and I don't want you to have to say oh here she is tough cookie what I feel like that does is takes the attention off of the issue Mm -hmm. and tries to put it back on who I am as a person or the fact that my you know it's almost like does my haughtiness offend you yeah you know what I mean and I just I don't know it makes me feel like ah I think, though, I think it does. I think my hardiness does offend me. Um, and I think for me, what I found for myself in a professional mm-hmm. setting is that when you come off too hard, mm-hmm. it gives them a scapegoat to not support what you yes. want. What, you know, what yeah. issue is at hand? Yeah. You know, if it's easier for them to take this medicine with some sugar. And if I have to be mm. that sugar... To uh, get the proper, like, end goal of what mm-hmm. we want, then I'll sprinkle a little bit of sugar, some Rooney on there mm-hmm. for you. Ah. Um, and if that, you know, I feel like the, even when I'm saying it, it's coming <laughs> off to me like, sell out. Sell out. I was going to say it. I was gonna, you should let me say it. So now I feel like, dang, I can't say nothing else. No. But, um, no, it, it comes off as it, it feels like, you know, sell out. But at the end, if the goal is what we're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. if I can get this money for this under-resourced mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. if I can um, accomplish, if I could get the dream job mm-hmm. that I have wanted, mm-hmm. if I can get the recommendation from this professor or this professional mm-hmm. reference for Code switching mm-hmm. and showing you, we just go, you know, listen, let's call this episode mm-hmm. the Rooney episode. Um, <laughs> by giving you the Rooney mm-hmm. and not the Rane. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, am I selling out or am I am I knowing how to work the system and how to work you mm-hmm. to get what I want? Because I could still, mm-hmm. I could be Rane all right, day, right. every day. But being Rane all day, every day, is that going to give them a reason to say, well, not this, not this time, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, maybe we'll have her as even like on a higher level, maybe we'll make her partner later on, you know, maybe we'll, you know, add her to the team later on because she's just a little too feisty. And I guess my the flip side of that is if I can't be who I am and if you can't see how my personality can be an asset do I want to be on your mm, team? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that even the team for me? If I got to, like, um, downplay who I am, I think, again, there's a fine line between tempering my words based on the setting mm-hmm. but making sure you still hear what I'm saying. Mm. You know what I mean? And you can be, I think, well-equipped in doing that kind of, like, you know, I laugh and I joke, but I don't play. Like, you you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. and delivery being you know, straightforward, but I think even as a black woman, your delivery doesn't even have to be completely to the left. The confidence in which you deliver it mm-hmm. can be offensive 
to others. And it's almost like, damn, if I got to not be who I am, is this a place for me? Mm. I need to maybe keep looking until I find that place or I create that space on my own where I can be who I need to be because I'm not going to keep downplaying who I am. To make you comfortable. But then how many how many of us have had to downplay to get to the lead so that you can mm-hmm. then bring somebody else up? Okay. You know, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a, you know, pull it forward and yeah. reaching back. Um, you know, mm-hmm. how what what do I change? How how do I sometimes have to change my approach mm-hmm. and take a loof approach so mm-hmm. I can get where I wanna be and then help another sister mm-hmm. out? I think sometimes we forget to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if at the end mm-hmm. Now, instead of it just being me at the mm-hmm. top, I'm able to pull this brother up. Mm-hmm. I'm able to pull this brown sister mm-hmm. up. Um, I'm able to pull, you know, this um, situation mm-hmm. and, and continue to grow where I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, am I selling out if I'm doing what I'm doing and getting there? And <sighs> at the end, and then I, you know, I, and I think I at the know. end, it's going to be one of them things, uh, Brandy, where it's like, you know, I'm going to continue to loof it out. Uh, mm-hmm. With some pit bulls around me, mm-hmm. I think even in life, I just keep. I, you keep know, I literally, <laughs> I literally have pit bull puppies, and then I keep some tough yeah. cookies in my corner. Yeah. Um, and we all succeed. Yep. Um, but in a different way, I think it's that ally approach because I yeah. think you know, not speaking for you, but mm-hmm. I think there have been settings where I've nudged you to turn your, t- you know, your tough mm-hmm. cookie down a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, and or- I don't know if things were perceived better mm-hmm. because you know but I think you know there there are times where the uh, softer approach and the confident approach can work hand mm-hmm. in hand and complement each mm-hmm. other so that's a good point seeing them as compliments to one another mm-hmm. as opposed to just opposing you know what I mean and having to be oppositional it's almost like you know why do you have to choose to be a tough cookie and you know it's almost like okay one doesn't have to be right and the other be wrong. Them truly being a compliment to one another, mm-hmm. especially if we're all trying to, like, survive in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I don't know, I think that's kind of where I want to leave today's yeah. show with Come that, hope, with that thought in mind. Through. So, <clears throat> with that being said, um, we definitely want you guys to hit us up on social media this week. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think. At Working While Black, OG. <laughs> no G, working while black. And so we just want to find out what you guys are thinking about code switching, being aloof, being a tough cookie, you know. Um, do they complement one another? If you are, you know, not as tough, are you selling out? Are you going along to get along? Um, is can, it necessary? Can we can we do a poll? Let's do a poll. Oh, so let's do a poll. <laughs> I want to know this. If it's not, can, it, can it not just be me let's who's do it. ruining it up? Let's do it. Um, can we... Maybe let's we'll we'll ask a question, kind of pose a question. Mm-hmm. Do you identify yourself as a tough cookie okay. or as a loop? Okay. I think it's interesting to see how many of us have to turn it off, yeah. and how many of us are like, um, fuck them, yeah, you know, like <laughs> down with the man. Yeah. Um, and and maybe like let's see what percentage of our listeners. Oh, I'm excited. Are, yes, because listen. <laughs> Drake's on you when I find out it's more of me out there. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but please know that, you know, we're we're out there. We want to hear from you guys and definitely interested in continuing this conversation online. Because what, Brandy? It only gets better from here.